You're listening to the Premier Podcast Network. Another episode of Sitting Ringside. We are back after a long layoff, but we are back, fellas. Feels good to be back. Uh, we are actually in episode number 198. As always, I am Robert Villa, and with me, my homies, David Rodriguez, Mark M. U. Miller. And of course, Rudy Lara. How's it going, fellas? What's up? It's going good, man. Happy New back, Year, everybody. 2024. Happy New Year. Happy Thanksgiving. Happy Christmas. Happy, happy Kwanzaa, Hanukkah. Happy, Hanukkah, happy, Hanukkah, happy everything. Happy All that good shit. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Hell yeah, man. We are back. Our first episode of 2024. It feels good to be back with the uh-huh. homies. On a Thursday night, yeah, um, guys. Yeah, have y'all been? Unfortunately, though, I forgot my suit and I forgot my six pack of Bud Light, but I made oh. it. You know, <laughs> it's all right, bro. It's okay. You're here. <laughs> Mark brought yeah. Mark brought brought a case of Molson. Yeah, and his big old eyes. His, yeah. his camera is like all up in his fucking eyes. You don't I'm drink anymore. Like Molson, but that's yeah. Okay. All I see is Mark's eyes on the fucking um, camera here. Oh, there we go. Now we can see some of him. There, there you are. are. There yeah, you I go. See, there we've been off for a little yeah, bit. We got my phone. Yeah. Got to remember how to do this. Right. You know what I mean? We've been off for a little bit. Hey, just so you guys know, uh, we are streaming live on uh, Instagram and on Rumble. We just added those channels. So you can find us on a shitload of of different channels, even on LinkedIn. LinkedIn, Spotify, Instagram, Kick, Facebook, 
um, X. I mean, you name it. We're on everything. Hell yeah. And of course, on all the podcasts, you can uh, find us on audio. Online. Yeah, you can find us everywhere. Just Google us and you'll find uh, us. We even make vinyls uh, from our episodes. Um, <laughs> and that's part of our special uh, our special fan club. You guys want to join, you get a free vinyl. Every month you get a new vinyl of uh, one of the episodes of your choice. There you go. <laughs> Patreon account. Don't... <laughs> <laughs> all right well fellas uh before we get started with this banger of a show let's give a quick shout out to of course our friends at hka usa go check them out every thursday y'all are gonna hear me say it hka usa just go you won't regret it go check them out also to our streaming partners mma tv the zone ESPN Plus, Flow Combat, and the new Triller TV. There's no more Fight TV. There's Triller TV. So go to Triller TV as well. Um, just go to our website, fightbookmma.com. You'll see all our streaming partners there. And uh, also to all of our uh, promotions that we work with very, very closely, Brave Combat, PFL, One Championship, Fight World MMA, XFN, and the list goes on, so go check them out. Also, our friends at foxhoundfuel.com. Go to foxhoundfuel.com. I believe our QR code will pop up there. Uh, scan the QR code. Get yourself a discount. Use our discount code FBMMA in all caps. You'll get 20% off on every single purchase. Also, to our boy, for the fellas, at John Tyler. Go to johntyler.com or go to his Instagram or find and click there at the website at the bottom. Um, he's got some banger underwear, so go check him out. Uh, use our discount code. You'll Never heard it described as a banger <laughs> underwear. Yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, we got some banger underwear. You can bang a couple out in your underwear. <laughs> You'll get 20% off on all your uh, purchases. Just use our discount code in all caps. Fightbook. And if you want to get some merch, go and click the QR code or hit up the fivebookmma.com or send me a DM if you don't see um, anything you want there. Also, we are going to be dropping some new merch as well. Um, our boy Emmett, he uh, did some banger designs, and uh, we're gonna I'm gonna work on that this weekend so we can get that loaded. So can you guys? Oh, the not a real fight fan exclusive merch, low key drop, limited, super limited, super limited. limited. (laughs) All right, guys, let's do the quick rundown of the events that are happening this weekend in the MMA kickboxing grappling Muay Thai category. This Friday night, we have LFA 174 Jones versus Genrich, and the next two events are going to be. Streaming live at the website on Fightbook MMA. We have one Fight Night 18, Gassanov versus Take. And also on Saturday, we have Shamrock FC 351. And of course, UC Fight Night 234, Ankele so, versus Walker. Hey, so is that one event going to be in the morning? Yes. Like they usually are on Fridays? Yep. 
badass. Yeah, yeah. All the one fight nights are getting are always in the morning. So Our that's tomorrow. That's tomorrow, right? Yep, tomorrow night. Yes, sir. Yeah, on Amazon. Well, tomorrow Amazon night for Prime. them, right? Tomorrow, yeah, tomorrow night. Good, yeah. yeah, tomorrow night for them. Morning for us. Okay, yeah. I, I usually wake up like at six, bro, and they're already on, and I'll start watching yeah, those start, fights. Sometimes they'll start at six and or yeah. at six thirty. It just all depends on what time you know they decide to start. I'm, but I've our been boy, missing it, bro. I've been missing it. Oh, I know, man. I know. Our boy Ray you. Flores is going to be out there uh, color commentating for one fight night. So he flew out Monday night. And, uh, yeah, he's going to be out there. All right, guys. In the other category, we have boxing. Live in Quebec City, Canada. On Quebec. ESPN, uh, ESPN+. Plus. We got two title fights. Archer Betterbee versus Caleb Smith. They're going to be fighting for Betterbee's WBC, WBO, and IDF light heavyweight titles. Also, um, the co-main, another title fight, Jason Maloney versus Saul Sanchez. They're fighting for Maloney's WBO bantamweight title. And the next event is going to be in Oost Vlanderen, Belgium. Femke <laughs> Herman. Good job. Esther Konechna. This is a six rounder in the women's junior midweeks. And that's those are women. It, yeah, man. These are the women's. I don't know where they're streaming this at, but if you really want to see that fight, Google it. Damn, uh, yeah. that's pretty pretty fucked up there, Roberto. Hell yeah. <laughs> it's 2024, bro. <laughs> Internet pay-per-view. And of course, David, as we always say after these uh, announcements. For the first time, need not forget in 2024, if you're not watching every single second of every round of every fight of every event that Rob just mentioned, and going to fightbookmma.com for all the latest results. Not a fight fan. Not a real fight fan, folks. And you got to be doing the uh, Fuck It Friday challenges. Just because we didn't have a show doesn't mean that you can't be doing those challenges i know dana was doing some nasty ones bro was he um and i did them all because i'm a i'm a fight fan bro <laughs> yeah you gotta double when there's no fights the fight the fucking friday challenge is there so you gotta double down on that yeah to make I up for there not them. being fights or you gotta just watch fights from the old days and do the fucking friday challenge just do fights it are the best though yeah, yeah. it's always fun but it's 2024 there's plenty of outside the cage news. Yeah, I think it's time. It's time, Rudy. Is it time? It's time. Inside the cage news. Man, oh man! Since we last done a show, yeah. hasn't everything been outside the cage news? If we did an entire mm-hmm. on outside the cage news, it'd be a five-hour show. But we got limited time, fellas. <laughs> but there has been. Big money moves. I want to start with the man, big money man, $20 million man, apparently, Francis Ngannou, officially making that second run at boxing against, I mean, this is the fight you wanted, Rudy Lara. I want you to take first. Well, you, you wanted Wilder. We've seen what happened with Wilder. He draws the Anthony Joshua fight. What do you think, man? It's a bad matchup for Joshua, right? I think it's a bad matchup for Joshua, man. Um I was excited about the Wilder fight, but th- that that boxing event at the end of the year where they had um, Joshua and Wilder fighting on the same card, it, that was basically 
you know, if they both won their fights, which Joshua did, they would have been facing each other. Um, and, and I guess the winner of that one would have been fighting in Francis and Gano, but Wilder dropped the bag, yeah. dude. And he just, I don't know his interview, man. He just didn't seem like he wanted to do it anymore. You know, he just, he didn't fight it. Yeah. You know? He was just like, yeah, whatever it is, what it is. Um, I don't know, man. And I don't see that kind of fire in him to beat someone like Ngannou anymore. Uh, Joshua, I don't know. I, I think he's going to get chin, bro. I think he's getting chin by Francis Ngannou. Bad matchup, man. Well, look who um, uh, Andy did to him back in the day. Francis is going to blow his fucking head off. Hmm. Yeah, and you're right, though, really. Like, the, the card that you talk about, the Wilder matchup, it was, the stars were aligning. Say they both won. That was the fight. And then, I, indeed, they would have went a different route with Francis. Maybe France even got the rematch with Tyson Fury. You never know. Somewhere down the line, that more than likely happens. It's going to generate tons of money. I mean, anybody that's fighting, well, Francis is talking big money in every fight now, no matter what. So a win over Anthony Joshua, Rob. Ngannou is the true king, right? He did it the right way. I mean, shit, we never got the fight we all wanted as combat sports fans against John Jones. But we're seeing Francis going out there, making truckloads of cash, right, Rob? Bro. It's going to be an exciting fight. I think uh, I'm sure we're all in agreement that Engano is going to just fucking destroy him. It's uh, hmm. uh, I wouldn't go that I far. Mean, I think well, I think I think he stands a way better chance than most people are giving him. I think he's going to win, but I do too. I think he's going to win. I think it's going to be, be a tough it's fight, gonna bro. A, it's going to be a fun night to to watch these two. Uh, uh, you know, if, if we get Anthony Joshua that fought in his last fight, I mean, that dude was on point, bro. He looked he looked phenomenal. Um, yeah, he did. Yeah. And if if he could do that yeah, against someone like Francis Ngannou, which I think he can, the dude is skilled, man, and he's got I, the, most of his fights are by knockout. Um, people kind of overlook that. He's just not one of those guys that that pulls the trigger as hard as Francis Ngannou, man, and that dude. I don't know. You you gotta you gotta change the way you fight when you fight someone like Francis Ngannou. Um, Wilder was, I mean, uh, Fury was a prime example, you know. Mm. And I don't I don't care what people say. Kind of excuses. Uh, he didn't take the fight seriously. Whatever. Um, he still fought the guy, and he didn't fight the way he normally fights. He had to adjust. And I don't know, man. I, it's an exciting matchup, man. I'm I'm hoping. I want, I'm not going to be mad who wins either way. I'm hoping Joshua wins by knockout, and I'm hoping Ngannou wins by knockout. It'd be double knockout would be amazing. <laughs> double <laughs> KO. Yo, I was going to say, what do you guys think of it? Well, it's slated for March. We know UFC 300, we don't have a main event. Uh, do you think this type of card, you know, could generate more pay-per-view buys than UFC 300? We don't, you know, we don't know the card. It's still building up, of course. Um. They have but to stack the boxing, I mean, Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm just interested to see what they do with the card because yeah, it's uh it's still a little ways out, but of course, like Rudy had we had talked before, these shows that they're doing in Riyadh in Saudi Arabia, they're going all out. They're putting all the cash on they, it doesn't matter. Money isn't isn't an option. They're putting it down. So you never know what they're gonna put on that card, right? Yeah, man, it's exciting, dude. Um I mean as far as the main event for three hundred I think it all depends on on who wins who wins that uh, main event tomorrow. I mean, on su- Saturday night. Let's yeah. put it like that. True. 
Bro, yeah, imagine, I think, I think, imagine Pareda, Johnny Walker winning the main uh, event and fighting Pareda for the belt. Oh, that would be a banger, oh. dude. But I mean, you know, if we get a Johnny Walker that just comes out with some crazy flash and KO on Saturday night and knocks off a guy that most people think is pretty much a shoe in, he's going to beat Johnny Walker. That would be amazing, bro. That'd be the dream. I I, I would enjoy UFC 300. That would, that's like a, a perfect matchup, you know? Yeah, I mean, well, the state of UFC 300, like we're, you were saying really before we went live, UFC 299, a lot of hardcores are more like, you know, amped up looking forward to that card. Uh, but the UFC, man, like I've heard, I was listening to Luke Thomas today. Like it's not like they could just dig up anybody. Like there's, there's not many big stars. We've talked about it before. Like Connor, that shit's yeah. just getting out of control. We don't know when he's coming back. Whatever. John Jones apparently had a second uh, operation on his elbow. Uh, that fight with Stipe. We'll get to that in a little bit when we talk uh, Jones and, and Tom Aspinall, but. UFC 300, yeah, I, I guess, yeah, Johnny Walker, it's very possible because Alex Perea is my – that's who's going to main event UFC 300. We just don't know who he's fighting yet. Sure. Dude, uh, on the UFC website, they just have Aaron Blanchfield versus Manon Fioro. Yeah, that's the only fight that's listed. Like, that should tell you everything. UFC 299 has the entire card pretty much listed, and that is stacked. Stacked upon stacked. It's a great, great card, man. Yeah, because, I mean, March, April, we're definitely going to be spoiled going into the summertime. Say that Jones and Stipe are actually yeah. fighting. Um, Aspinall, that's a guy that should be fighting also on UFC 300. So, But I don't, I don't like the matchup that people are proposing that uh, Tom Aspinall should fight Alex Perea. I think Tom Aspinall would run Alex Perea over, in my opinion. So, You think so? And it's an interim title. It's an interim heavyweight belt. I, Tom needs to fight for the real heavyweight title. You know what I mean? That's just my take on it. But yeah, yeah, he does. But yeah, UFC 300 definitely. We we don't know. It's uh definitely pyramids. Where's the pyramids at? I know, right? <laughs> oh, the pyramids, man. <laughs> you queue them up, bro. We gotta there queue them up. Go. We're going to see some aliens. That's the only way, you know, UFC is going to, UFC 300 is going to do good. Got to see some aliens. Yeah. Aliens versus. Especially aliens. those two tall aliens that are roaming around Miami, apparently. We'll talk about that on the outside, more on the outside. Of the dude, the rumor has it that the main event is going to be GSP versus Khabib. Well, or laugh, laugh all you or, want, bro. No. What, Rob? Did Mark Hunt come out of uh, retirement? Oh yeah, well. Against Brock Lesnar, against <laughs> Mark. Mark, Mark no, it was yeah, his. Mark, that, it, Mark was his Hunt. it was his brother, Mike. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's gonna be a. It's, what did the Anthony Smith say in the podcast with Bisming? He said, uh, "Jim Miller against Brock Lesnar." And he believes Jim Miller oh can take God, Brock. Oh, my God, bro. Uh, nah. Yeah. Nah. <laughs> Jim Miller? No, no. Old lunchbox lunch hands. And, pff, bro, Brock Lesnar would just club him with a hand. I don't, no, Mark Hunt is actually coming out of retirement to fight in the BKFC uh, promotion. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I've heard him. Oh, I, yeah. I believe he could be champ in, like, one fight. Just give him the title fight, first fight, he could win the belt. 
Him versus Ben Rothwell, dude. Boom. Yeah. But, yeah, that's – well, there's been some good ma- – yeah, BKFC, they got the uh, prospect series coming up right in Albuquerque, Rob. So our buddy uh, mm-hmm. Freddie Sandoval competing on there. And, uh, yeah, they're starting to do the prospect thing, which is kind of like uh, whatever, like a version in a white contender series, I guess, right? Something mm-hmm. like that, I mm-hmm. guess. But <laughs> What is? Anyway. Next. Moving on, moving on outside of K's news, I do want to get all, all you guys' take on this because going forward, like we're, this is our first show of 2024. I do want to let you guys know that, well, you guys know who George Pirro is, right? And the Drug Free Sport International, they, they do the drug testing for the NFL, the NBA, college, and that. So we got to have some rough takes here and some discussion about like going forward. We'll even see, because, I mean, what, 2023, Rudy, where did we even hear about people popping for whatever, PEDs and that? It was, like, relevant fighters, fighters that were, like, far gone. You know, we didn't hear any big names. Like, remember there was a period in time where fucking Jones was getting popped, fucking Hennon Burrell, TJ Dillashaw, you know what I mean? So going forward in 2024, do you think, like, with this whole, I don't know, it's, it seems kind of weird because, like, there's, it could be very corrupt and, like, I don't know, man. Like, George Pirro is a former what is he, FBI agent, right? He, like, fucking interrogated Saddam Hussein in his trials or something like that, right, Rudy? Yeah, man. Um, I mean, I don't got a problem with them writing up. I like, I, I want Vitor back. Everybody wants Vitor. Everybody's yeah, ducking Vitor. Everybody's ducking Vitor. Nah, but seriously, man, I, I think, I think you know, when you get to a certain level, there's, people are going to find ways around shit. Most most guys, man, they want to go in there. A real a real competitor is going to want to go in there and say, "I did this without the help of anything else." You know what I mean? I did this on my own. Um, and and you'd like to think that everybody else, you know, goes in there with the same mindset. Not a lot of other people do. They they want to get a competitive edge on their opponent. And I, you know, that's okay. But if you're doing that, be a man and say it. You know. Um, and if you aren't, hey, props to you. Either way, I I don't. It doesn't really bother me, man. I don't, I don't care what people do outside of the cage, you know, as opposed to what they do inside of the cage. Yeah, no, that's great. I mean, because we know there's a lot of good, they're on the shit, whatever. Like, like you said, Rudy, there's athletes that take pride in fighting juiced up motherfuckers. And whether it's in the regional promotions, the UFC, Bellator, whatever, not all those guys are juicing. Not, not all of them are winning. You know what I mean? So like, be yeah, cool to have like a, a juice like, league, and, bro. And you and know, your- we, we need to do that. We need to do that. We need to make an all inclusive, fucking, you know, organization. Like the UFC, we'll have like old UFC vets. We'll have a, a power slap division. We'll have our own trans division, and then we'll have like our our juiced up roided division. Um, and if you want to, you know, be interchangeable, you could fight in all of them if you want. Card jitsu. You know, hey, it'd be awesome. Imagine hey, hey. getting getting an event from every one of those crazy events just in one night, bro. Oh, it's dude. like yo, you're gonna get fights from Pillow Fight Championship and Karate <laughs> Combat, Car Jitsu, Basket Brawl. We're bringing all of that shit to you live on TNT. <laughs> TNT, <laughs> TNT, <Wow>. dude. <laughs> hey, to your guys' point on the roids. Our boy Joey Jenred said, "Powerlifters and bodybuilders do roids to the max, but can't fight for shit." 
Exactly, bro. I mean, and then he says, and then he says, I think if you use steroids, you should list everything you're on and your dosage. Yeah, let people know. I mean, if if that's what gives you the edge, you know, I, I guarantee you, bro. If you were forced to tell the truth, um, a lot of guys wouldn't want to do it. They'd be like, Nah, fuck that, dude. If you had to take like a lie detector test on live television and fail it, you would look like a fool. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> it's like, nah, I didn't, I, I didn't, yeah. I didn't take no, what's, what's a picogram? What's a picogram? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't know. Ask John Jones. Yeah, this is a great one. Yeah. No, this is a great discussion in 2024, but fellas, cause like in a year's time, we could look back on the show and say, you know, we called it whatever. Cause like, you know, the UFC, they need all their stars. They need every, we don't have a main event for UFC 300, but yeah. I'm thinking about like in the grand scheme of things, like back in the, you know, the USADA era, what's going to be considered the USADA era. Like did they do it better was a champion in the USADA era. They did it better than the BJ Penn, the or George St. Pierre era. You know what I'm saying? Cause a lot of the greats came from that, those eras, you know what I'm saying? And uh, who wasn't excited to see fucking EPO to the gills, uh, kill a shot. He was amazing. You know what I mean? So there's a couple of them out there. Fucking Vitor, like Vitor is the go-to with the cross shit in his head. Man. The guy was unbelievable. TRT Vitor was the bomb. <laughs> yeah, Tor, so, bro. I mean, he was TRT tour. Yeah, and going forward too, like there is a uh, spinning fucking head kick. No. Oh, but I think uh, there oh, is. And my apologies, my movie. apologies, folks. You remember I, I mentioning grabbing all these organizations and smushing them all together. We already have that. They're called Fight Circus. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. But another thing to add to uh, the new uh, Drug Free Sport International is there is a special, like, a clause of, like, people snitching. Like, you can get time taken off, kind of like John Jones. We all know John Jones got several months taken off for giving up information, and that's a fact. I mean, that's an MMA fact right there. So if George Pirro fucking has to go hunt down John Jones in a cave in the Sandia Mountains and flag him for picograms, you never know. So just want to throw that out there. Is there could be might be a whole lot of snitching going on. Very possible. So. A lot Lord. of snitching. A lot of snitching. Yeah. So, hey, so Joey, you so, never know. So Joey, Joey says that 300 should have all the belts on the line, including the BMF, and get some fan favorite matchups. So I think the BMF title is 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 um is up for grabs. Isn't uh, Benoit Saint Denis fighting Justin Gaethje? No, he's fighting Poirier. Uh, oh yeah, he's fighting yeah, Poirier. He's fighting That's Poirier. right. Who's who's Gaethje fighting? Poirier is gonna have a bad night, dude. I think so too, man. Yeah, I think so too. Poirier is gonna have a bad night. He derailed Steamroller, man. Yeah, Justin wants the Islam fight, so I think he'll wait for that. But he could, in fact, could headline UFC 300. Justin Gaethje's the fucking highlight, so would be very deserving. It's just the opponent, though. Who's he going to fight? Fucking Nate Diaz? Like, Nate Diaz wants the 300 main event. Unfortunately, he's not going to get it. He's not not getting it, bro. No. I honestly, I think the the, the 300 main event's going to be Alex Pereira versus Israel Adesanya. Dude, yeah, weight class. Yeah, I think that that's what it's rumor, going to be. Rumor, rumor has it that, that I'm right. That Makachev wants to fight and will probably be fighting Justin Gaethje. Yeah, I think they'll wait for the international fight know, week man. to do that and stack it up with 
Jones and Stipe, possibly. But yeah, again, we revert back to UFC 300 pyramids, no main event. But I like the Izzy, and uh, well, because I mean, look at look Duplessis and Strickland next week. We'll get to that about how much heat would it be? Because I know they want that fight though. Izzy probably wants maybe the rematch, or there's heat with Duplessis. We'll see what happens. That could be a turnaround where fucking Duplessis does to Sean Strickland, and then you got Izzy and Duplessis as a 300 main event. I hope not, bro. And Alex Padilla fights on the. I don't like Drikas. <laughs> well, speak it sounds like some venereal disease, bro. <laughs> Honestly, it's like uh, what? What? Why were you mis- Why are you out from work? I went to the doctor. Said I got Drikas. <laughs> what? What is Drikas? Sounds like a leaky, leaky dick syndrome. <laughs> I got Drikas. Drickus. Well, speaking of oh, my speaking of Drickus, uh personal trash talk gone too far, right, Rudy? Is uh, is it just downright offensive, or are people just way too offended? Or fighters need to kind of pump the brakes on some of this shit too, right? Because I'd rather just see him fight in the street than have him to shit talk, right? Like, I don't know, man. I I think it's uh, I don't think anything's off limits, man. Honestly, you know, except for you know somebody's kids that's that's something 100 percent off limits uh but your childhood trauma or their you know their uh intermarital freaking relationships where they have their ex-husbands living with them and their <laughs> wives and i don't you know i don't care bro none of that shit's off limits man none of it's off limits man and if you're not man enough to just chalk it up as like whatever dude that's fucking stupid i would laugh I'd laugh along with you. That's pretty funny, man. You know, my wife's husband thinks that's fucking funny too. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? Like that, that that shit shouldn't bother these guys. Um, And I, I don't know. I guess people handle trauma different ways, but uh, I, I I don't know. I, is it in bad taste? Yeah. But you know, fuck it, dude. It's a fight game. It's a fight biz, you know? Yeah, it's not the be nice business. Dana, words of Dana White. In the know? words of Dana White, this is not the be nice business. Yeah, I, I like I like Duplessis. I, I really do. I think he's an amazing fighter. But um, outside of the cage, like I said, I don't care what people do outside of the cage. But this dude does some weird shit with his coach. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> and that that's kind of shit. I I just can't look past. He's he's weird, bro. He's just weird and. I don't know, man. He just looks uh, he he looks a little racist, bro. You know, he wanted to drop that n word with Izzy. You know, he did. Let's be real, folks. No, I'm man. just kidding. <laughs> now we're starting rumors. Duplessis is right? racist. Austin's gonna be on fucking spread across the internet tomorrow. DDP racist. No. Yeah, since we last did a show. Yeah, he mouth show, kisses. Course, he he mouth kisses that motherfucker, dude. He mouth kisses what? his coach. Yeah, bro. You remember when they were in France, right. uh, UFC Fr- Paris or France? Uh, <laughs> they were like making out, not making out, but taking these weird, just homo. Stop let's just say homoerotic photos in front of the Eiffel Tower. It's, that's a little weird, bro. Why are you doing that? I was just like, dude, I like this guy. I was like, man, this dude's fucking awesome. He's he's badass, you know? He's a badass fighter. And then 
I start seeing these photos and I'm like, oh man, I don't know about this dude. Not that there's anything wrong with that. Hey, I, I really don't care, but don't, don't <laughs> pretend. That I, let's all go back to telling the truth. Don't pretend that, you know, don't, don't pretend, you know, um, if, if you love him, just say you love him. I'll be okay with that. I don't care. Just don't try to make us guess. So thinking, they well, as far as the trash talking goes, <laughs> as the trash talking goes, boys, though, it got to make you appreciate what uh, Michael Bisbee, one of the best trash talkers in the game, uh, Chael didn't even need a touch to trash talk. He was that legendary. So now it's got to this point where, like you said, Rudy, the kids, fucking wives, the husbands and shit like that. Like, it's the fight game. It's brutal. Uh, it's going to continue. It's probably going to get worse before it gets any better. And Fuck, man. Like, yeah, we since we last did a show, of course, the whole Colby Covington thing with Leon Edwards and, uh, of course, Drake uh, Duplessis. It's yeah, and that was some fucked up shit, you know, what he said, what he said about, you know, uh, uh, Leon's dad and shit, you know, and a lot of people, like I said, man, you're entitled to say whatever you want. Um, you give you give somebody enough rope, they're going to hang themselves. Uh, a lot of people get turned off by shit like that, you know, so. That's the great thing about freedom of speech. You give somebody in the, you know, enough freedom to say what's really on their fucking mind. They, they really show you who they are. Um, and whether you're doing it as an act or not, it's like, bro, you know, you got to self-regulate, you know? Yeah. And on that topic, yeah, to touch on that real quick, uh, before we move on is, you know, Rob, of course, like the Colby Covington situation, you think a lot of that trash talk, (laughs) It was kind of overloaded and it affected his performance because Kobe Covington out there looked like shit. All Leon Edwards did was basically fucking kick him for five rounds and stalled him out. You know, it was an, it looked it wasn't an exciting fight. It was the buildup was great, and then it became the trash talk, right, Rob? And then the fight itself, it, disappointing to say the least. Well, yeah, and I mean, and Kobe hasn't been. He didn't what? But he was off for what five fucking years before he stepped into yeah. the cage. So. You know, yeah, yeah. There's talk about ring rust and all that shit. Whatever, right? He was training, but I think for for Colby is um, you have the Colby behind closed doors that's probably yeah, training and hitting hard and just you know being himself. Then you got the Colby that we see on the spotlight, the trash when he's talker, in full character. the yes. the the wannabe Mister Surico Suave with sunglasses and all these fucking chicks, right? Then when it comes down to for when you got somebody else that's doing the the trash talk and and not uh, you know stepping back like most of his opponents, that could play you know a big factor in your mind game, and probably did not like it and it could have affected him in the cage and in the fight with Leon. But then you got Leon Edwards, man. I mean Leon's been been active, and uh, yeah. you know. So I think it's a. Uh, I just think Colby needs to just chill out and just focus on his training, and not he's worry de- about. He's already it. defeated himself, bro. Well, I don't, yeah, I don't see. I don't see. Defeated himself. I don't he's, see Colby ever getting to that point ever again. No, um, the the Colby that we used to see a long ass time ago when he first you know came into the to the spotlight and you know he would back up his words and he would do yeah. it in 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 fucking brutal fashion right now you yeah. see this one that came in and fought 
Leon Edwards? Like, come on, dude. There's. I think. Um. Well, I was talking about the trash talk is going to get worse before it gets any better. Uh, him and Ian Gary is an eventual matchup, right, Rudy? That I think we all can entertain. Mark, I know that's probably a fight. I don't, know, I don't know, man. Ian Gary has his eyes set on Sean Strickland for some reason. He can't get him out of his mind. He has his wife's <laughs> boyfriend writing him letters to say, like a hostage fucking victim. He's just looking down and, and saying, yeah, we don't like bullies. I mean, I don't like bullies. Uh, we want you. I mean, I want you to stop talking about my wife. And, bro, give it a rest already, man. And he's going to move up. He's going to move up and wait to go Ian and Gary's beat Sean Strickland. DMs, okay? So, yeah. Now, you know who's in Strickland's DMs? Nina Marie. Yeah. Shots Shots fired. Fired. Hey, weren't they She's doing fucking a hilarious. fucking bottle rocket war or something? That you got hit yeah, in the dude, face with Fourth like, of July, yeah. I've seen a video. That was funny, dude. <laughs> it's part yeah, of dude. the training camp, right? You got to die. That's fucking, you know? Yep. Yeah. I don't know, man. Going back to the Colby, um, I think it's just, this is going to be a huge, I hope this was a huge wake-up call for him. Yeah. Uh. This is I mean, probably I, I, this is the the height of his career, bro. And um, that's what I'm saying. This I don't know, man. The way the way I see it, dude, he came out fired up, bro. He was excited. Donald Trump was going to be there. He was talking mad shit, um, and he was doing great. He was doing great. It was funny. The crowd was into it. And then when he said that stupid shit, you know, you could I don't know. You could just feel the energy get sucked mm-hmm. out, and then he realized how stupid he looked. Um, and I, I, to me, man, I think that was just a defining moment. If he wouldn't have said that shit, he probably would have done, done better. I just think he, he knew like, fuck, I just unleashed a beast. And, and then he's thinking like, just thinking to himself, like, man, I'm going to lose in front of Donald Trump at home in front of all these people. I talked all this shit. You know, I even wore some stupid, goofy fucking blue suit with a wig. You know, I just. I don't know, bro. That's playing, being too much in the character. Like I said, you give somebody enough rope, they hang themselves. And I think that's yeah, what he did. Sure. Yep. 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 Did you guys hear Ray Longo's take on that about Colby Covington? Oh, yeah, bro. Ray Longo ripped him a new one, bro. Ripped him. He's not as forgiving as I am. He's not forgiving at all, especially on that. Dude. <laughs> no, he's not. I'm forgiving on anything. Except hurting children. You hurt a kid and you're like, fuck oh, you. Oh, dude, you're fucking dead. He said that, what did he also say? That's Colby's the reason Trump's going to lose the election. Shit was gold, man. Oh, that was horrible, bro. <laughs> like, Trump was just like, you know, when he's giving his speech, Colby's talking about him. Trump's just like, ah, shut the fuck up. <laughs> I don't know this guy. I don't know. Why am I even here? <laughs> I'm old. <laughs> oh shit! All well, right, next next topic. From welterweight to the heavyweight kingpin, to the heavyweight kingpin himself, John Jones had an elbow surgery. So, pec surgery, oh, elbow surgery. The Jones sweepstakes. He wants Stipe, and I know he's been going back and forth with Tom Aspinall, but like. I was listening to Luke Thomas today. I, you know, Luke Thomas is the realist too out there. Uh, the MMA media hasn't been the same since him and Ariel been banned. 
But he made a great point that um, a lot of stuff that Jones has been saying that like his tenure in the company, like given he is the GOAT that, uh, you know, Tom was uh, Tom hasn't been chasing John Jones. Right. Uh, Aspinall's mm-hmm. uh, been in the heavyweight game. Jones is one fight as a heavyweight. Uh, Jones is known to fight all the killers, the up and coming studs. And um, for some reason, he wants that Stipe fight. And um, Luke Thomas said, like, you know, just go out and say it like you need to hold that belt to make the money. And if that's his last fight. He's got to come out and say it and not say uh, Tom doesn't deserve it. Because I 1,000% think Tom Aspinall deserves the fight for the outright yeah. title. Right? Yeah. He's Tom, the interim champ Tom, for a reason. Tom deserves I mean, the title fight. He deserves I, he, it. He deserves the title fight, but you know what? wanting an easy fucking win. That's all it is. I, I don't see it that way, bro. I think, I you do. know, when nah, when, when you when you make, made a contract and you made a deal to sign a fight and you're getting ready for this dude – I mean, you have your mind made up, man. When you get to that that kind of status, bro, you put in your time, you put in the work, you do what that John Jones has been been able to do. Um, I think you can call the shots, man. You can call the shots at some point. You know, people bitch and, and moan about these fighters not making enough money, but when they get in a position like this, you don't want them calling the shots. It's a little hypocritical, don't you think? Think about yeah, it, bro. Jones has held the belt. It's... He brought up the light heavyweight reign, you know what I mean? Which I, I mean, of course, John fucking, you know, is the GOAT outright. Like he does, in fact, I guess the Stipe fight is the fight we've wanted. But my God, we've waited eight I, years. I, I, honestly, I would I would much rather see Tom Aspinall fight. Does he deserve it? Hell yeah. But guess what? Just because you deserve it doesn't mean that you should get it. Um, that I think that, that, that boils down to the, uh, to the matchmakers, to the owners, uh, and ultimately to – to the goat, bro, John Bones Jones. Um, let him call his shots, man. Let him go out right off into the sunset. Everybody wants to see this dude get fucking murked, and I don't want to see him go out like that, bro. Uh, it would be fun. It would be a great fight if they made him do it. It would be it'd be fun if he actually agreed to want to do that shit. It, it I think it'd be a fun fight, exciting uh, to see new blood versus old blood. But you know, he he knows what he wants to do, and he wants to get that payday and right off into the sunset. I can't blame him, bro. Yeah, and John Jones is a guy who's not necessarily like cherry picked his opponents. It's just like you said, Rudy, his status, and uh, I guess he has been preparing for Stipe, but it is in the grand scheme of things, like, you know, Jones, if he's accepting just any fight all the time, you kind of lose leverage with the company. Like, he signed a 10 fight deal for a reason. Like, the UFC owns John Jones, so he's not going to let that title go. He went out, we've seen 30 seconds of John Jones at heavyweight, so hopefully he rehabs. We see international fight week we see that play out him and stipe and hopefully stipe is training doing well too because he was fucking limping around last time we seen him but yeah, yeah i think i think worst case go. scenario if if they they have the the date lined up and stipe gets hurt we're gonna see tom aspinall versus john jones and i have i think that's gonna be a very high probability of happening bro so whether you like it or not i think it still may happen it's still in the cards man um we've seen that yeah. happen with stipe before and I, yeah, man. I, I hope it does happen. I do want to see the Espinal versus Jones. But am I saying if Espinal is going to win? No, I don't know, right? We don't know who's going to win. But it would be a fun fight. Yeah. It would but you, you, know, like you, you got to you gotta, you gotta understand my point of view too, bro. Like, 
You know, how many of these fighters go in there and they don't know when to call it quits? They don't know when to call it quits. And, oh, of course. You know, they, you know what I'm saying? And, yeah, and then they, they yeah, go yeah. get knocked out once and then they go out again and they get knocked out again and they get and they keep going. And people are just like, when is this going to stop? Well, you didn't want them to stop. <laughs> and now he, he's got it in his head that he's going to keep going. Now, John Jones, you know, yeah, let him call the shots, bro. Let him let him fuck. Yeah, Kukui, bro. That's a prime example. Um, Sometimes you just... I don't know, man. I don't want to see. I don't want to see John Jones go out like that, bro. Not saying that it would happen, but you know, I think Aspinall has a way better chance of making that happen than Stipe does. Yeah, I like that scenario playing out, though, Rudy. Uh, Aspinall's kind of got to wait. I don't know if the UFC is really like pushing the envelope to get him back in there. I know Jake and Almeida, Curtis Blades got a fight lined up. That's a you know potential matchup for him, but he's kind of got to wait around, and I think that's the thing. He doesn't want to be waiting around. He wants to fight, and they may in fact rush him before he even wait. There is a potential um, stand-in for Stipe and Jones. So, but I like that scenario definitely. Man. Mm-hmm. And if it does play out like that, pyramids. Yeah, pyramids. for sure. <laughs> we called it. We called it first. Yeah. yeah. But moving on uh, from UFC, well, we'll get to some matchmaking, but um, Power Slap 6. Well, actually, Power Slap's approved for Cali, so we'll be seeing some shows in California. It's Cali, of course, but Power Slap moving out. Maybe they'll eventually make it to New Mexico. We talked to uh, a lot of the Power Slap guys on this show about that happening, and I think it would do very well uh, in Arizona, in New Mexico. Uh, but uh, Power Slap 6 uh, going to have a live crowd. Uh, a lot of people are going to actually see – an event and not try to hate and talk shit and say that it's this and that. Cause I mean, generating a lot of interest. Uh, I think uh, Waylon Frost has got about a lot of the homeboys that have been on the show. They'll be on it. So they're still uh, building that card up, but I know you guys heard the news power slap is officially going to have live crowds. So yeah, I've, I've been watching, awesome, I've been watching the events every, every Wednesday night. Is it Wednesday or Thursday? No, it is Wednesday. Wednesday. Last night, yeah. So I was I, I watch them every night, bro. I watched it last night, and I kind of fell asleep watching. I didn't watch uh, see the last fight, but yeah, man, it's it's fun to watch, dude. Something to do on a Wednesday night. I remember people giving me shit for watching it when it first came out. I'm like, dude, there's nothing else on. Like, what what else? What do you want me to do on a Wednesday? Um, and it's yeah. it's fun, bro, and it's generated a lot of steam. Gets. You know, they've, this is, I, I think Dana White said um, that this is like, uh, nobody's ever done what they've done. Like uh, for, for a, a startup business like them to generate profits the way they are, that nobody's been able to ever, ever do that before, not even the UFC. So, you know, that's, that's got to mean something, man. People are watching yeah, it. Also, yeah. And also speaking of watching, shout out to Jesse Nutting. I seen you in the chat earlier. What's up, homie? Uh, we'll get you on the show, do some breakdowns. Jesse's always solid with the picks. We'll get to the picks of uh, UFC on Kylev and Walker later portion of the show. Uh, I can send you the link if you want to jump on, Jesse. I've seen you in the chat, brother. Um, but uh, Dude, fight booking. Just send him the link, man. If he jumps on, he jumps on. Just go send it. Okay. Okay. And uh, fight bookings. UFC Mexico. Rob, this is the car. We said it should have took place in the fucking bull arena. But uh, Bro, if they, if they get in a fucking bull arena in Mexico City, dude, yeah. that fucking event would be amazing. And it's uh, building up nicely. Amazing. It is, dude. Yeah. They just added, uh, what is it, Manuel, Manuel Torres against uh, Chris Leroy Dun- or Chris Duncan. And, uh, of course, they had to get Raul Rosas Jr. 
against Ricky Tusios. He's the what? Phantom weight. Kylo Ren, right, Rudy? Oh yeah, bro. He's fighting. Seeing <laughs> 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 uh, Raul Rosas make that walk, you know he's gonna be wearing that sombrero, <laughs> showing out. It's gonna be lit, man. UFC Mexico's lined up That's nicely, and chance with Brandon Moreno. We got yeah. Brian mm-hmm. against Yair Rodriguez. Come on, man! Like, oh. there we go. <laughs> We're throwing a pachanga. And moving up, well, UFC. Hey, Vegas. bro, you know what? We we need to have UFC 300 in Ecuador. <laughs> in Ecuador, you know what's going on in Ecuador right now? A bunch the of car- fucking the- people coming in to America. Are coming the- in no, the China. cartels, bro. The cartels like took over, man. They they like started attacking universities and and they took over like a, a news station and held people hostage. Um, and they were fighting with a military. It's gone all like balls to the wall crazy over there. Like this whole world's going insane right now, bro. I don't know if you guys know this, but the entire fucking world is going insane. German yeah. farmers are fucking protesting for the past four days. Poland is protesting right now. There's shitty ass government. Israel's bombing people. You know, freaking America's bombing people. Like Russia's bombing people. Everybody's getting bombed, bro. Everybody's getting bombed, except you know. And Miami's having even more aliens. I'm sick of it. There's fucking, there's Chinese spies running through fucking New Mexico and Texas. We got Chinese fucking balloons, spy balloons, going across the entire United States. Going to concerts and bear ceilings out of fridges though. Probably last year. No, probably. (laughs) Man. Yeah, outside the cage news for damn sure. That's a whole other show, right? Soon, 2024. Soon. Soon. My segment becomes a full, a full-on podcast soon. Yep. I think so. We're going to have to do it, man. <laughs> Seriously. But uh, moving on in a fight bookings, old fellas, UFC Vegas 88, uh, March 23rd. Our boy, Fernando Padilla, was added to the card. I don't know why he wasn't mm-hmm. put on UFC Mexico, but timing, of course, been, training. Yeah. Shout out to Fed. He's fighting a Luis Pajuelo. And uh, mm-hmm. they added Cody Gibson, Davey Grant, and uh, Ricardo Ramos versus Julian Arosa. Julian Arosa, of course, that's Fed who Fed defeated him in his uh, UFC mm-hmm. debut. Um, UFC Atlantic City, March 30th. Uh, Bruno Silva versus Chris Weidman. Chris Weidman's wow, back. Chris it Weidman is back. It might be his last fight. I heard an interview. I'll have to, we'll have to get Coach Longo on to hear about that because it could be, honestly, Weidman's last walk. And, um, yeah, necessary, man. That's their neck of the woods, Atlantic City. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a couple other guys, uh, Longo guys, on that card as well. I think Dominic Reyes is fighting Carlos Olberg. And mm-hmm. that's kind of oh, – they're doing uh, uh, Dominic Reyes dirty with that one, right? Like, <laughs> oh, yeah, man. <laughs> yeah. I know. Chidi and Chidi and Jokowani versus Reese McKee. Um, they're kind of doing Reese McKee pretty dirty right there, too. You know what I mean? <laughs> so, uh, But Dennis Bazooka out of a Saralongo camp. Uh, he's fighting on that card, too, against Connor Matthews. Uh, UFC 299, Poirier versus Benoit Saint-Denis. I don't get it. I, I understand that Poirier doesn't oh. want to wait. and if They offer him fights. He's got to take a fight. But Benoit Saint-Denis is a fucking killer, man. Like, Bro. Geez. DSD is going to lay the fucking hammer on Poirier, bro. 
It's it's a dangerous fight. What yeah. Number, number three against number twelve. Oh, bro. No, bro, you don't give into the hype, man. Fucking Poirier's boxing. He he could pick this motherfucker apart without people yeah, even realizing he it. He actually come back if he gets in trouble. He actually come back from this fight that he has before in other fights. What are you talking about, bro? I what what have you seen out of Poirier that tells you he can't he can't take someone on like Benoit Saint Denis? Right. You know. Look what he's done in previous fights against people like Gaethje and you know the first. You know, and I, you know, I'm giving Benoit Sandinese, you know, mad props, dude. He's impressive as hell, man. Uh, He's an amazing fighter, bro. Not taking anything away from this dude, but you got to remember who he's fucking facing here, motherfuckers. Hot sauce, Louisiana sauce. No, but listen to this. Hot sauce is the bomb. Listen to this rundown, though. Rudy, you said UFC 299 is basically UFC 300. Yeah. Okay. It's main evented by Sean O'Malley, Marlon Chito Vera 2, Poirier Saint-Denis, co-main event. Gilbert Burns versus Jack Della Maddalena. Kevin Holland versus Venom Page. Curtis Woo. fucking Blades against Jayton Almeida. Ah, chills, bro. Chills. Kaitlyn Chukagian versus Macy Barber. Mateus Gamera versus RDA. Come on. That's, that's the main oh. card. Dude, that fucking main card, if it stays the way it does, bro, there that two ninety nine is going to make more money than three hundred. Mm-hmm. You know who's the, the, the main event of the prelims on this card? It's so stacked. Is Song Yudong against Peter Young? Yep. Yeah this this event is stacked, bro. Um, bro. I'm excited for it, bro. And I think they just added um, – this card is so stacked that Michelle Perea is the second fight of the night. Yeah, fighting My- M- Michael uh, Olechechik. That's right. Dude. They just announced that From fight. From the first and they fight of the prelims to the main event, bro, it's like this is going to be a 10. On paper, it looks like a 10. Yeah, hopefully it all stays intact or else, like, I don't know. I don't know what UFC 300. It could be a letdown. I mean, there is nothing. You lose. Good day, sir. That's UFC 100, 300 in a nutshell. Yeah, they, they, we're all uh, we're all going to be let down as fight fans, and I know they added uh, Magnum Whaley against Yan uh, Zilan, which is dope fight. Really like it. I mean, but nothing close to UFC 299. I just feel off. Finger blast the Octomom in the octagon. Oh shit! <laughs> that should be on UFC 300. <laughs> But yeah, and the UFC 299 is uh, taking place in Miami too. So like UFC, they keep going back to Miami. They've been generating some huge gates, and I have a feeling this will probably be the biggest gate that they've done. Absolutely, bro. So. 299 is. Mm. But we got to talk about UFC going in uh, order. UFC 300. They added Zhang Wei Li. Uh, they did add Charles Oliveira against Armin Sarukian. That's a necessary fight. I know uh, the champ's out. That's a title eliminator, right? Because Charles has got to go through one more killer and yeah. maybe he gets the rematch because he had, he had his shot to show up. He didn't. And now he's got to fight Armin Sarukian, right? So, yeah. But yeah, some a super legit uh, matchups, man, leading out to uh, Ducey 300. But we're still in the pyramids phase of finding out who's the main event. But I think we've discussed most of the potential matchups and what they may be we'll see in a couple of weeks it has to be announced soon so oh it's gotta be man at least at least in the next couple of weeks man they need to announce who the main yeah. all right ladies and gentlemen here's the part of the show where mark talks about his sexual proclivities 
What? Mark, take it away. Wait, what? What are we talking about? How you like it up the ass? Oh, no, shit. I don't. <laughs> we got you some what? outside the cage. Well, we got some non-fight related uh, stories. Sure, sure. Get to, right? Yeah, man. We got some non-related fight stories, Rudy. Well, we had, we already touched on some aliens. We touched on, like Rudy said, the world's fucking crumbling before our eyes. And uh, <laughs> this, guy in, this guy in Toronto is running fucking 242 marathons in one year. Out of Toronto, That's, Mark. <laughs> bro, bro, I ran a full marathon. And it took me at least a month to recover. <laughs> well, this guy's He's literally... Trying to do fucking... 204. This guy's like the Iron Man. No, he's like the Canadian Forrest Gump. Have you seen the picture of him? Yeah, hold on, dude. Let's see. His name's Ben Popejoy. Yeah. Popejoy. He's Pope the fucking Joy. Canadian Forrest Gump. Yeah. Yep. Yep. He just decided to run. And I kept running. And running. I man, you know what that reminds me? Jenny was a bitch. <laughs> Jenny was a whore. Yeah, she was no, a bitch in a war. No, he got he fed up with all the Canadian. Like, what the fuck? No, he got fed up with all the Canadian rules and regulations and fucking restrictions, so he just started running. Fuck it, marathon after marathon. And Mark's a bitch. I'm not saying a goddamn word. <laughs> you wanted some of that poop? yeah but yeah shout out to that dude because i mean if you could break that record that he's officially set that's like the guinness book world record like shout out to you like you are Bro. the real if Gump, this, guy, so if this guy does it we need to fucking get him on the show yeah it would be necessary <laughs> especially because he's canadian we need some extra uh canadians on the show here and there right yeah, we yeah. Do. yes yes I'm working on it. I'm working on it. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. What, what was the other one, too, Rudy? Did you have speaking a- of speaking of speaking of world records, breaking world records? We got this guy that's an Indian man punches punching bag for fifty-five hours and fifteen minutes. He broke what? the world record, bro. Yes. Look yeah. it up, bro. Fifty-five hours like how- punching a punching bag. Like what the fuck? That's, That's boring. Like I'm like, how hard was he? How hard was he doing it though? That's what she said. Well, he's a previous. He said he's a martial artist, so of course he trained or so. But for 55 hours and 15 yeah, minutes, a marathon. yeah. Speak yeah, marathons to fucking punching a, a punching bag 55 hours straight. But he's officially set the Guinness Book of World Records. So. Yep. Um, Y'all out there listening, if you want to challenge this dude, you better be ready. You know, you got to be a Shaolin, <laughs> Shaolin monk of the modern era. You know what I mean? The top down. <laughs> Do it for 55 um, hours and 16 minutes. Yeah. Just add one well, more minute. One more. That <laughs> will never be broken. Ever. Dude. Ever. Dude. Unless, like, CM Punk breaks oh. it. Like, or uh, what's the name? Dylan Dennis might break it, right? Oh my god. Do not mention those names. <laughs> <laughs> what do you know? Dildo 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 Dildo. No, it's, it's I think you know, I think that's the first time anybody's mentioned Dildo Danis in twenty twenty four. 
We're 11 days in and no one has mentioned him at all in this world david right not even not even people that know him have said his name they're just like hey you dickhead (laughs) (laughs) and and what's this about this venomous snake removed from public toilet in australia oh yeah yeah like oh that's like a common occurrence right yeah like you're you're totally not imagine you go over there and you take a shit at the middle of the night and something crawls up your fucking hole up your hole <laughs> in Australia, you could get bit by anything and like you're dead. They don't have like the anti venom, like anything over there. Oh, can kill dude, you. you are toast, bro. Australia I don't know how they do like gargantuan of everything. Yeah, I don't know how every, they do every it. Every in- insect, every animal out there is just huge. Like, it's not safe to even taking a shit in a public toilet over there, obviously, <laughs> right? Rudy? It's not, dude. It is not. <laughs> no. Oh, man. What? I guess that should sew up outside the cage news. First edition, mm-hmm. 2024. Yes. We've yes, got everything true. so far in the new year, boys. We're fucking 10 days in, 11 days. Mm-hmm. We got aliens. The world's crumbling. Dylan Dennis hasn't been mentioned. I'm sorry. Cat <laughs> Williams. Yeah. Oh, so. bro. Cat, don't even start with Cat <laughs> oh. Williams, dude. Oh, do you guys want to see the, the, um, the orb in Medellin, Colombia? Check it out. Yes. Let's see if I can get it on here. Bueno, mi gente, les cuento que todo el mundo se está bajando a grabar esto. Entonces, entonces, era fire detenido. Venga, yo miro a ver si lo alcanzo a no a Mire, 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 mire eso. Mire eso. Venga, yo miro, es que el zoom no me da mucho. Pero no sabemos bien oh. qué, se salgo como con una forma ovalada. People are freaking out, bro. Todo el mundo grabando, o sea, todo el mundo grabando eso. Mire, gente, mire. These people are legit freaked out. Been seeing some weird shit, bro. I saw this yeah. video. Um, maybe it's on the site, but I saw this video. Uh, this dude, this amateur drone enthusiast, he was flying his drone for the first time. And he he caught he caught this like orb, bro. This black orb that just came out of the sky and fucking was surveying this area. It was insane, bro. It was like the creepiest thing I ever seen. I think it's on the site, but it was crazy, bro. The detail. Most of these videos come out like grainy and shitty, and you're like, dude, what year are we? But this one was just perfect, yeah. perfect resolution. Wow. Yeah, very rarely do you see like clear cut footage, which, like you said, given the technology we have, it's like. What did they film it with a fucking iPhone three? You know, yeah, what I mean? dude. So, Nokia. Yeah, yeah I'm yeah, looking at my buddy's Nokia site. flip phone. <laughs> I had yeah. seen it. Scott had had posted something about this yeah. on his site. I don't see and, it anymore. Uh, J-, J Durham, our buddy there, he uh, says that y'all think them was aliens in Miami. No, no, they weren't, bro. They were illegal. No, it was a bunch of black dudes, uh, you know, starting shit in the mall. They were fighting. And then somebody said that they had a gun. Um, and they started they started letting off fireworks, bro, inside the mall. And that's why people thought there were guns. So the police responded in force. Dude, they thought there was people fucking dying. Um, there weren't aliens, dude. It, that's That was the dumbest shit. Video. I, I saw video. videos, uh, you know, people posting videos. It was aliens. Why did they shut down the airspace? Why did they turn the power? Like, shut the fuck up, dude. Like, seriously, that's dumb. They weren't aliens, man. Yeah. 
Well, I, they I, were. I'm not I, saying I they know, were aliens. I know which they which, were aliens. This is not something that was aliens, bro. I'm not going to discredit real aliens out there. It was illegal, illegal aliens. And if, no. we, if it's anybody that knows about aliens, it was. It was, it was yeah. New Mexico. Hey, what's up? We know about aliens because we live in New Mexico and we seen a lot of fucking weird shit in the sky. Canada as well, thanks to George. So. <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah, but George, 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 he's on a different level of uh, alien abductions, bro. Wow. Yeah, he was. Oh, here it is, bro. To retire, huh? That's why he retired from the sport of MMA because the alien said, "Dude, yo, yo, let let me show you this video just so you you guys see what I'm talking about." It's Carlos Condit made him see aliens. (laughs) Check this one out, bro. Oh, yeah, 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 dude. Wow. (laughs) Like that's creepy, bro. Like this thing just drops out of the sky. And he just follows it around, bro. He follows a stupid thing around. You can see it right China. there in the street. You see it? And then it's going yeah. down, it's going down. And then it's, he, he's able to like zoom in really close to this fucking thing. Look at that shit, bro. What is that? What the fuck is that? It's a UFO, what the fuck bro. is that, bro? It's like a mini uh, Millennium Falcon. Look at that, dude. What is that? What is yeah. that? What Man, is that? Man. It ain't no drone. I can tell you that right now. It's no drone. Like, if that's, I mean, that's some kind of alien fucking drone, if it is a drone. I mean, it's obviously looking for something, dude. What the fuck? It's looking for a home. They're at it again. China. They're everywhere. It's the (laughs) Jews. It's some some conspiracy on everything. It's the Jews. No, it's the Russians. It's the Chinese. It's Americans, man. It is, too. Yeah, you're right. Good point. <laughs> Look at Jay. He says he guarantees by the end of this year, aliens will not only be abundantly here, they will have their own TikTok. Yeah, for sure, dude. No, they'll fucking have, like, an Independence Day. They'll send the signal fucking embedded to, like, TikTok. And then when something. they take over TikTok, they're going to change the name to El TikTok. El TikTok. <laughs> They'll it's use our own cool. fucking apps against us, you know. What's gonna happen? Oh my god! Man, we got way off topic, bro. <laughs> yeah, we did. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we did. But it was funny as hell. I don't give a damn. <laughs> Concludes outside the cage news. Everybody listening, we're back in full effect for 2024. We're living in the future. More aliens to come. But, <laughs> More but aliens to come. <laughs> we have. Our first UFC card of the year. Hey, oh, yeah. Even it Rudy's is, uh, dogs are happy. Oh, yeah. yeah, they're excited. <laughs> UFC fight night, Magomed on Kyle versus Johnny Walker 2. And of course, we got to start with that shitty-ass poster. They got to start the year off with this terrible poster. Come on. Dude, now. this poster is garbage, bro. Garbage. I'm going to give it a fat zero. It makes. I've tried to make ours somewhat close to it, but like I couldn't make it hurt my eyes enough, right, Mark? Because it hurts your fucking stoner eyes, right? It does. It hurts my stoner eyes. I would give a stinky deuce. Yeah, it's. Uh, I don't know, man. This is a uh, very bad, very bad. Sucks ass, bro. You know, I'm gonna give it a two, bro. You know why? 
Because it's, you know, they have a two right there, so that's what I'm going to do. <laughs> so they rated their own poster already? <laughs> it's it's a rated two for doo-doo. I know. You got to love you gotta love it how it just says two or it just says, like, Allah, Allah, Allah on top, and then it's like, walker, 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 walker on the bottom. Right. Genius. You know what I mean? Allah, walker. Allah, walker. I was waiting for it to say, Allah, Allah, walker. Yeah, see? Oh there's some God. fucking... Yeah, That's there's some racist shit right there. No, bro. it's not. Right? It's okay. I'll I'll say the, right. I'll say the bad stuff. You know, if it's my you know, description better than you guys, I'll say it. They're embedding it. They're putting it right in our face, right there, right there. Rudy called it. You've seen it. There you go. Yes. See. Yes. Real, real eyes recognize. Yeah, don't be a bully, Mark. Bro. Yeah, Mark. Yeah, you're a bully, bro. Don't be a bully like uh, our boy from one championship. What did he say, Rudy? So today I'm going to talk about bullies. Bullies are weak people that make fun of others around them. They give themselves relevance and they make themselves feel good. They pick on the differences of humans, which is the most beautiful part of humans, their uniquenessness. Wait, what? Uniqueness. I really don't like bullies, guys. And there's this okay. guy named Sneeko making fun of me, Sneeko's making fun of my friend, of making fun of jiu-jitsu. <laughs> he seems he calls crazy. himself a boxer. I'm a jiu-jitsu guy. Let's have an MMA fight. I challenge Sneeko to an MMA fight. I'm going to shut his mouth, and I'm going to take the bully's lunch money. Okay. Bro, that's, that's creepy, bro. That's creepy. Mikey Mushin, I wouldn't say that to him, but yeah, yeah man. Don't be a bully, Mark. Yeah, I'm not Mark. a bully. Fuck you. Don't be a bully. <laughs> Mean people. Well, yeah, you internet meanie. No. <laughs> what? No. no. Just kidding. There's too many internet meanies these days. Everybody gets too yeah. hurt, too offended. Let's not start 2024 out with that Let's start let's start this uh this segment with uh, the first fight of the prelims. Yeah, Felipe Bunez against Josh Van, uh men's flyweight action. Uh, Felipe Bunez. He is a uh, Previously, the LFA flyweight champion, right? No longer, of course, but uh, debuting against Josh Van, who looked super impressive last time out, right? Yeah, but I mean, this guy only wins like by decision, bro. In his last, the second fight when he fought Zalgas, Nalgas Zumagulov, he won by a split decision. I mean, he's got, what is it, one, two, three, four, five win streak. Um, I don't know, man. I, I think, uh, I think Felipe is going to take this fight, man. That would be an underdog pick, right, Rudy? He's a big yeah. underdog this one, right? Uh, yeah, he's a slight underdog, slight. plus 180, plus 180 nah. underdog. Uh, the favorite, Joshua Van, minus 220 favorite. Uh, fighting out of Houston, Texas, representing he, Myanmar, 22-year-old Joshua Van, dude. He's fighting um, 35-year-old Felipe Bunez. Uh, I don't know, man, if you're you know, he kind of came into the game late, bro. I think Felipe. This is going to be a fun fight. Um, I just think, I just think uh, Josh was going to win this fight probably by decision. Probably, yeah, he, yeah. He Josh is going to be by decision. Yeah, Josh is well rounded. He's definitely got a speed advantage. Uh, he's a young fighter, twenty two years old. Like you said, Rudy Bunez has been around for a little bit. He's had like a pretty big layoff too. Uh, Van's an exciting guy. They put him in this position on the card for a reason. I think he delivers a a finish. Second round KO, Josh Van. Uh, Mark, who you got? I got Van. 
You locked it, man? Okay, cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we got to start off 2024 with some good picks. So, thank, 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 thank you. you. Thank you, Emperor Ming. Uh, moving on, the card, second fight of the prelims, Tom Nolan, 6-0 uh, and o versus Nicholas Mauda. And this is a showcase fight for Tom Nolan, right? Contender series guy. Uh, I don't know. The odds got to be pretty heavy in his favor, right? I'm not looking at the I'm looking at topology. And uh, both uh, didn't Nicholas Mauda come from contender series too? So Yeah, he came from the contender series, bro. Um, and he was, you know, he was a, a, a hot prospect and – he did okay in his his uh well actually you know his his debut he lost to Jim Miller of all people um, That's and right. then he and then he won against Cameron Van Camp and it just the steam just right off him bro Jim Miller just took that sh- shit he you know he derailed that hype train um not that there was a lot of hype but you know he was he was a prospect man um they're feeding him to the wolves in my opinion minus two ninety favorite Tom Nolan. Fighting out of Brisbane, Queensland, Australia. Nicholas Mota, 30 years old. Um, yeah, I don't see this going well for him, bro. I, I think he's getting knocked out. He's a plus 235 underdog. Um, 92% of people on tap are picking Nolan to win this, and 92% of them are right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because he had the Mata had the premature stoppage his last fight. Otherwise, he might have probably been cut. Um, but the blue chip prospect here is Nolan. This fight is geared to to showcase him, his skills. He's six and zero. I don't see that O going anywhere. Uh, Mata's been finished plenty of times in his career, and I think he gets finished here, first or second round. Nolan gets the job done. Uh, moving on, uh, men's featherweight action: Weston Wilson against Gene Silva. This is probably the biggest favorite on the card, right, Rudy? Gene Silva. Oh yeah, bro. This uh minus eight hundred favorite, uh eleven and two Gene Silva fighting out of Sao Paulo, Brazil, going up against Weston Wilson, thirty-four year old Weston Wilson, plus five fifty heavy underdog, lost his last fight against Joe Anderson Brito. Um yeah. and that was his debut in the UFC. Rough start for this dude, especially at thirty-four years old. It's not gonna get any easier for her for him. Um I he's might be his last fight in the UFC, man, to be quite honest with you. Um, this this kid's yeah, good, bro. Yeah, he's got um, uh, some bad losses on his career. I recall him getting finished pretty bad. He doesn't – I mean, I think somebody was saying he's working with uh, John Danaher for this camp. I think he trains with Stephen Thompson. But uh, I think this yeah, fight – Yeah, he does. Yep. Yeah, so his training regimen for this fight is geared towards, you know, the, the grappling, the jiu-jitsu. He's got to take the fight to the ground. I think Gene Silva's – Definitely dangerous there, given that he hasn't fought like very top talent. But I think he's proven himself, and uh, he's another prospect from Contender Series. I think he easily gets the job done. I'm type of, we're we're going to be blessed with three straight finishes right out the gate, and I'm calling yeah. Gene Silva second round uh, TKO. Uh, moving on, we have some bantamweight action with another big time prospect. A guy, him and his brother, have just been doing their thing, man. And uh, Farid Basharat is up against a test. Uh, Taylor Lapalus, who was his last opponent, Taylor? Uh, Colin Lofren. And I think that was in the UFC uh, Paris event, if I'm not That's mistaken. Right. A, yeah, yeah, it's been a while. It's the surreal gone fight or so. But yeah, this yeah. is a for sure true test for Basharat. Uh, like I said, him and his brother have just been doing great things. Um, you know, they get great looks. I think they're training both. They're extreme couture guys. 
but yeah, man, Basharat does his thing. Great feints. Um, he's got a, probably a grappling advantage here too, but um, Laplace, seven-fight winning streak, very well-rounded. He's gritty. You've got to be able to maybe, I don't know if he's able to get some takedowns, but I think Basharat's seen a lot of the stuff that Taylor Laplace is going to bring to this fight. And uh, But Laplace, man, he could uh, put pressure on him, maybe land some uh, heavy leg kicks, make it a dog fight. Uh, it's a toss-up here. It is. I mean, I don't know if the odds are in favor of Bashara, but I think it's more of a yeah. A they are, line. man. He's a minus two fifty favorite, uh, my, plus two hundred five underdog for Taylor Lapalus. Eleven and zero Bashara going against 13, nineteen three and zero. Like you said, um, he's won seven in a row. Taylor Lapalus. I think this is a this is a huge step up in competition for him, bro. And I, I thought the UFC would have started him off a little a little slower, being you know a, a one of the few Frenchmen that they have out in that area. Um, but I, maybe they would just want to see what he, he can do. You know what I'm saying? Um, but yeah, man, I, I, I don't see this going well for him. I think Bashrat will win this. It's probably going to be, probably going to be, I hate to say it, but it's possible sandwich fight of the night. <laughs> I got Bashrat by decision. Bashra, yeah, I do too. By decision, man. And I think he'll probably find himself uh, in the rankings. You know what I mean? He's pretty damn close. So this is an important fight for him. And uh, if Laplace does pull the win off, I think the line could be a lot closer than what it's showing. But uh, he's mm-hmm. tough, man. Tough matchup, uh, step up in uh, competition for Bashra. But I think we're all in favor of Farid and very high on him and his brother for damn sure. Yep, yep. yep. Next fight up, uh, Vince Bantamweight, Marcus Migehi versus Gaston Bolanos. And those that are not familiar with Bolanos, he was previously Bellator, right? A Bellator guy, yep. taking some names out there. Yep, yep. Uh, made his UFC debut like sometime last year, I think in the summertime when he fought. But a lot of the hardcores know who Gaston Bolanos is. And Marcus McGahey has been tearing shit up, man. He's on a hell of a streak. And the guy's, I don't think he's ever been finished. I don't think either guy. Yeah, he's, has- he's been finished. But that was a long time ago. To, yeah, Rafael Nascimento and LFA. Um but- but okay. ever since then, he's been he's been fucking people up. Yeah, I'm going Marcus McGee, dude. I don't see this guy losing. He's a minus two eighty favorite, plus two twenty five underdog for Gaston Bolanos. Uh, yeah, bro. I just I don't see this working out well for Gaston Bolanos. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna say TKO second round, bro. Me too. You guys are yeah. uh, McGee then, right? Yep. Yep. Yeah. I think that's there's an underdog play here with Bolanos because man, he uh, goes out there and fucking goes out on his shield too. He's got spinning attacks. Uh, he's always one of the. He's always been a fighter that's like got that kill shot and stays in the fight. So if he could stick around, second round, third round comes around, he's still dangerous and uh, could fight a close decision with Gahey. I'm I am gonna go with Gaston Bolanos by upset and a decision Ooh. or some wicked. KO, he catches McGee. That's a risky. That's a risky call right there. Yeah, yeah. that's how it's gonna be. <laughs> Moving forward, a guy that definitely goes out on the shield and is always game to the final bell. Matthew Samuelsberger versus Preston Parsons. And mm. man, who doesn't enjoy a Matthew Samuelsberger fight? Man, this guy fucking come, doesn't Dude, have like. Semi the Jedi. Bro. I'll tell you who doesn't enjoy him: vegans. <laughs> <laughs> that was pretty funny, right? <laughs> With the lap track I, I, I see, I see what you did there. <laughs> yeah, Samuel's burger, burgers, vegan hate burgers, unless it's like a veggie burger. 
you know, and it's not really burgers. a burger. Yeah, yeah. But I think the one thing to look at in the site for uh, Demel's burger is the gas tank. He could gas Preston Parsons. Uh, who did he fought a split decision uh, fight to Trevin Giles last time? And I think, man, his cardio. I got to give him the cardio advantage in this fight, Parsons. So he could Me drag too, man. him. Yeah. Yeah. And and it doesn't help that uh, Semelsberger's taking this fight on on short notice. Uh, Parsons was originally scheduled to fight somebody else, um, so he's taking this fight on short notice. And I don't know, man. I, I like Semelsberger. You know, he's a he's a fun fighter to watch. Both these guys are, but you know, Preston Parsons. They don't call him pressure for nothing. I think he's going to yep. put the pressure on uh, Matthew Semelsberger and probably win this uh, this fight by cardio. Yeah, his key, well, there's two clear-cut ways both fighters win the fight. And like you said, Parsons with the pressure, the wrestling, He, I don't think he wants to stand and box with fucking Matthew Sellsberger. No. And uh, Sellsberger is a guy, like I said, goes out on his shield. He's 4-4 four and four in the UFC. He's an exciting fighter, but I could easily see him, like say he gets starched out or something, this could be his uh, his ticket here, you know what I'm saying? But yeah. I think I think he fights his ass up like he normally does. And Preston Parsons, it's going to be a dogfight, man. Low-key, I guess, fight of the night right here, right? Parsons, I got him by decision. Yeah, it could be. Or it could be another sandwich fight of the night. (laughs) The next fight, we know this fight ain't uh, going to the judges. Or it may just go to the judges, right? Arlovsky style. It's quite possible, man. I, but I don't know, man. Uh, we got Andre Arlovsky coming in as a heavy underdog, plus four thirty underdog um, against uh, Waldo Salsa Boy Cortez Acosta, minus six hundred favorite. Um, you know, he was nine and zero before he he lost to Marcos Rogerio de Lima, bro. Yeah, in a unanimous decision. Yeah, that's right. I forget. That's forgot. That's his only loss and his uh, blemish on his career. But yeah, um, man, yeah, man like the, the fights with that Orlovsky wins are the guys that are slow and like plotty guys, and that's the guys he's been matched up with previous. Is like the last four fights, he tends to win those fights just via experience. Somewhat still has the chin there, but Waldo Cortez Acosta is going to find that chin. Speed advantage, KO power. Orlovsky, man, he's like a fucking vampire, man. Like he could get. <laughs> And fight deal after getting KO'd on Saturday. Dude, but, we're right? probably gonna see fucking TRT or Lasky, bro. Hey, good call, Rob. It could be, you know, we're in, that's why we're okay with that. Bro. Yeah, yeah, it could be. Well, he's a fucking vampire as it is, but add the TRT yeah. in new era. Oh Dude, man, that's something. I got, I got Lasky, Salsa bro. Boy winning this, and when he wins this fight by KO in the first round, and Joe Rogan gets him on the on the mic. He's going to announce that he's now Salsa Man. <laughs> Dep- depending on the weigh-ins, if Arlovsky looks fre- fucking shredded to the gills, then I'm thinking Arlovsky. He won't. He won't. I know. Salsa Boy, this will be a good one over the mantle, though. He gets KO. I'm picking him by KO. But, man, if it goes past, like, the second or the halfway, the second round, Arlovsky's still in it. He's oh yeah, just sneaky decision where like mm. he may get outstruck and get like I don't know, but Aldo Cortez puts pressure on man and like that guy at heavyweight. The UFC's got a lot of hype behind him. They want him, you know, to get this win here basically against Arlovsky. But he throwing that TRT picogram, mm. you never know. So. Mm-hmm. Mark, 
Tell me you don't got Orlovsky, man. Cortez, right? Oh, yeah. Of course I got Orlovsky. You're picking Orlovsky. <laughs> me. <laughs> uh, but that that is in fact the only heavyweight uh, fight on the card. Uh, Jesse Nutting first round KO, Waldo Cortez Acosta. I do agree with that. Same. Moving on, the main card kicking off. My boy, my man, Phil Haas. I know his nickname is not Megatron, but this is actually Megatron against the Hulk against Bruno Ferreira, and Phil Haas. He needs a win, right? Man. Dude, if he doesn't win, it is curtains for him, bro. It's curtains. And he's fought some top-level dudes, some hitters. Yeah, he has. And Bruno Fajeda, I mean, after he knocked out Gregory Rodriguez, I was fucking very high on him. He got got slept pretty quick in his last bout. So the matchmaking here makes sense. It's number 40 against 39, according to Tapology. But Phil Haas, man. Definitely, I mean, he's got the wrestling. He's got he's a little bit chinny, but he's got an all around game. He's powerful. These guys yeah. are kind of the same same build, you know what I mean? So uh-huh. Megatron against the Hulk, absolutely. I, I, I think Phil Hawes is just a well a better, more well rounded fighter, um, yeah, than the Hulk is. Man, Bruno's just. I think this what this fight's going to come down to is whose chin is better, because these guys yeah. are going to go balls to the or wall, who, man, or, or who's the quickest to land that shot, man. Yeah, it's I don't know. This don't don't blink. This is gonna be an exciting fight. Uh I don't think yep. it's gonna I don't think it's gonna last very long. I really don't. Um round two, bro. Yeah, Hogs, I'm conflicted, KO. bro. I'm conflicted. You know, I wanna see Hodge win. I like the dude. Um, but you know, when your back's against a wall, mm. you you tend to just not give a fuck. And we've seen some guys remember last year, man, the end of the year, it's just people all the underdogs were winning, man, and I think this yeah, is going to be <laughs> this is going to be you know the start of a a new thing for a new year for Philip Hawes, man. I, I think he's going to win this fight. Yeah. Um, I'm hoping he wins this fight. Let's yeah, put it I think that way. Phil, yeah, Phil's cardio has got to be key. Uh, I think he's the more accurate striker. Um, he throws like elbows and great heavy heavy kicks too. So look for that early, but. Um, Man, Bruno Ferreira, I don't think the guy's ever seen a third round, so I don't expect this fight to see the judges. And um, he's got that power too, man. Eight first-round mm-hmm. finishes. I believe the fight definitely doesn't see a third round, and I'm going with Phil Haas. Gets a nice win. And uh, the odds have got to be pretty close. It's like Phil oh, Haas fighting close, his- bro. Plus 105 for uh, Phil Haas, minus 125, slight favorite for Bruno Ferreira. Yeah, I don't like the no hype nickname, Phil, but I've always known you as Megatron, brother. So Megatron, Megatron yeah, brother. same. Yeah. Uh, moving on the main card, an exciting bout at bantamweight. Ricky Simone, he doesn't have the mullet. Mario Batista, I think, does have the mullet, right? In this matchup, <laughs> they swapped. They swapped. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, what what are the odds on this one, though, Rudy? Oh, they're close as well, man. Minus 165 favor for Ricky Simone. Um, Mario Bautista is a plus 140 underdog. They're both, you know, around the same age, 30, 31. I think uh, Bautista has a slight height advantage. And, uh, yeah, man, this is going to be a, an interesting fight, bro. But if I got to pick someone, I'm going to go with Ricky Simone, dude. I think he's going to edge this fight out. He's just got more more tricks in the tool bag. And... I think he's going to get a decision win. Decision, yeah, I was going to say that too, man. There, we got Ricky, Mark. Yeah, I agree. I agree. 
Yeah, no, I mean, Mario Bautista, uh, he's he's a surging contender. He's a O'Malley uh, guy, too. So he's got, like, this fight, he's trying to stay active and get a real big name because uh, he's fought, like, some somewhat low-level competition. This is his biggest name he's ever going to fight. Simone is probably one of the toughest guys in that division, the best wrestler by far. Um, the guy's slick, man. Um, his, his game just keeps improving. I know he lost to a Song Yadong. Song Yadong may, in fact, be the fucking song champion. For song Yadong. By the end of 2024. But, man, he's powerful. He gets those takedowns. He gets slams. Um, he's always leveling up, man, and uh, always a great camp. Great, great dude, man. Uh, Ricky Simone's legit as hell. Mario Bautista has got his hands full because he, mm-hmm. well, the mullet's gone. So I don't know. That mullet was power, though, for Ricky. <laughs> we shall see. I, I'm picking Ricky Simone by decision. Uh, I think he gets it. It'll be a tough fight. Mario Bautista is it's pretty slick, and I know he's well, got some I slick heard, boxing. I heard Ricky Simone still got a mullet, bro, on his balls. <laughs> <laughs> Ricky Simone, decision. I don't think anybody. Well, if he can, get, if he gets a finish, man, Rick Simone's probably going to be fighting. You, UFC you know what? Right? It's it's a possibility. I'm going to throw it out there, dude. That this is one of those fights that gets called like a, you know, like it gets called off by a ref stoppage. Some stupid, something stupid, bro. It could oh, be a draw. Dude, man, oh, yeah. it's a ref. I got a bad feeling about it's this one. This fight. Stop, I don't know why, man. Oh. I just have some. I feel like I had to say it. I was like, I feel something bad is going to happen in this fight. I have a bad feeling about the main event, so we'll get to that. In a <laughs> but this next fight, though, Jim Miller against Gabriel Mag- Magli Benitez, mm-hmm. Kane Velasquez will be in his corner. We heard about that, right? Yep. But uh, Jim Miller is looking to go in there, and I heard I heard his uh, the media day interview, and uh, Sean Shelby has already told him. You know, get the job done, come out uh, unscathed, and you're fights on UFC 300. Yep. Yeah, it's only right he fights on UFC 300. But who? what's the fight that we said that he he never fought Bobby Green, right? So, like, the Bobby yeah. Green fight, I don't know. Bobby yeah. Green got KO'd pretty nasty, you know what I mean? So, I don't know if that's going to be a quick turnaround. It is Bobby Green, of course. Like, I wouldn't be surprised. But um, Jim Miller against Mowgli, I think Jim Miller goes out there and just strangles him in the first round. Yeah, I think, I think so, too, bro. Mowgli Benitez just... He hasn't looked good. I mean, he's got good kicks, but that's about it. That's about it, bro. Um, I think he's going to get club and subbed. Yeah, club Very and subbed. And and, yeah. and I always I always root for my Mexican fighters, but not tonight. <laughs> it's Miller time. That's all I got to say. It's Man. Miller time. This guy does not go away, dude. I got a perfect fight for him, though. I know they fought before, and it's been several years, but. Fuck it, why not? Jim Miller against Clay Guida rematch at UFC 300. Bro. Walk both of them retire. Bro, Perfect, that's, that's, I like that's that. a fucking uh, junkyard dog fight to the max right there, bro. I, I like the sound of that. Yes, the sir. ultimate junkyard dog title. Uh, slash that title. should be a title for these guys. <laughs> junkyard dog fight. <laughs> Man, it's going to happen. I'm putting nah, it out there. That's... There we That's go. ages, bro. They'd be like, dude, they only get the old fighters to this title. Fuck this. <laughs> if, if there ever was an ultimate junkyard title, Matt Brown would be the undisputed junkyard. Oh, dog. dude, oh, Matt yeah, Brown, bro. bro. Yeah. yeah, fuck yeah, man. So, yeah. put Matt Brown against Cerrone. Ooh. Yeah, well, 
Yeah, that happened already, though. Juice I know, that's what I'm saying. Holy Just shit. do it again. We need, we need to see yeah. it again. Cerrone's riding bulls for the PDR. TRT yeah. Cerrone, bro. Because we already oh, see how he yeah. looks. Yeah, he's fucking, <laughs> he's fucking jacked bulls. right now, bro. So you know he's got TRT in him. TRT Cerrone. Fuck it, UFC 300. Fuck it, Cowboy versus Tim Means. Fuck it. There you go. Let's go. Cowboy versus a bull. Yeah, well, he's fighting. He's uh, is he riding uh, Dana White's bull or something? At yeah, he is, uh, dude. Uh, he's going to. <laughs> well, it's only right. Yep, that's cowboy. So, but co-main event: Mateus Nicolau rematching Manal Cop. And I'm a. I mean, it's kind of shitty that the things that what's happened to Manal Cop. Like he's had so many fights drop out, and like the guy probably should have already fought for the title. Uh, mm-hmm. Mateus Nicolau uh, lost to Brandon Royvel. He would, in fact, have got that title shot against uh or he would have got the title shot regardless but uh but now manal cop is a guy that knows this is his time to get the win and put his name on the docket for a potential title fight or a title eliminator right yeah not gonna be yeah. easy mateus nicolau super legit we've had him on the show mm-hmm. great guy and uh it's a lot on the line for him too as well this is a big time matchup at 125 and very uh deserving for the billing at coleman event yeah, I got Nicolau. Plus one ninety five underdog for Matias Nicolau. Minus two forty five favorite Manel. Put your Cop. money. Put your money on Mateos, bro. Yeah, the last four fights uh, Manel has has won, and his last fight that he lost was actually against Mateus. Um, I think Mateus. I think he can pull off a decision, bro. A unanimous decision win. I, I don't see them KOing this cat. I mean, it's possible, but. Yeah, I don't see that happening, I think, man. I think, it's, I think he's going to have a hard-fought fight, man, and he's just going to It's going to be a fun fight, bro. I, I yeah, don't see I, either of these guys finishing this fight. It's mm-hmm. a, it's going to be a decision either way. Yep. Yeah, hopefully it's not as much, but, uh, yeah, I've always been high on Nicolau. Um, and now Cap looked pretty – well, he took a short notice, like, debuter his last fight, too, and that guy gave him all he can handle. So, being this is a rematch, they're somewhat familiar with each other, so – an exciting matchup. I'll go Mateus Nicolau by decision. But speaking of snake bitten, Magomed Ankailov against Johnny Walker. There's always some fuckery when it involves Magomed Ankailov fights. Right. Just do a fucking illegal 12 to 6 elbow on uh, on Johnny Walker. That's all it that's all that's all that needs. With that illegal knee that he did, and now do it the 12 to 6 elbow. And then we're good. I mean, what else needs to happen to like get the whole slew of like potential just bad shit to happen in a fight? Like a low blow, uh, K or DQ, an IPO. Like, I-po. what is it really like this time around? Because I'm kind of like, he should have been the champ, man. Like, his only loss. I mean, the guy is super legit. And, and honestly, I, I, I think what he's going to do, bro, I think what's going to happen is that he's going to like oil check Johnny Walker. <laughs> Johnny Walker's going to get up super pissed off. And like the the ref's gonna try to stop it, and then they're gonna just go at it and brawl, dude. Johnny Walker, Johnny Walker pulls off some wicked ass submission subs on Kyler. I'm, I'm hope, bro. I'm hoping Johnny Walker pulls off some knockoff, you know, some you know walk off knockout, and sets up a potential. Pereira fight UFC 300, dude. The, mm. 
Yeah, I want to see the John. I want to see the Johnny Walker of old, bro. You know, the guy that I mean, and lately he's been doing it. You know, he's been kicking ass. Um, I I want to see. He's an exciting fighter, bro. He's he's a fun guy to watch. So is Alex Pereira, dude. Imagine seeing those two monsters go at it. That'd be exciting, man. I I got also credit Johnny Walker's English. Have you guys heard him? Like he's improved so much. Oh yeah, English has gotten a lot better, man. Yeah, there's so many fighters, like Brazilian fighters, like Jose Aldo, like plenty of them that fought their whole for 15 years. They still don't speak English. Johnny Walker <laughs> knows that, like, you know, whatever. If he gets, to, he gets to the title fight, he gets these big interviews and that, it's a plus. You know what I mean? And then uh, shout out to the damn uh, the transcriber yesterday that the uh, at the or the media did. Those guys deserve, like, an Oscar for translating both guys. You know what I mean? But I thought Johnny Walker translator. And it turns out he didn't. I was like, wow, that is impressive. You know? mm-hmm. Yeah, and Uncle Live's coming in a minus 455 favorite, plus 350 underdog for Johnny Walker. Um, so there's there's money to be made, man. Um, I don't know, man. I, I The betting side of me is definitely going to say Uncle Live. The odds are in his favor, but... I just like Johnny Walker, bro. I'm going to go Johnny Walker. I think. Me too, man. I don't know, man. I, I just see it in the stars, bro. I see it in the stars. There's going to be some crazy flash knockout shit. I'm going to go yeah. first round KO. Ooh. Fucking double eye poke DQ, right? Double. <laughs> I, I like Johnny Walker. Johnny Walker club and sub uh, third round. I say Johnny Walker submission fourth round. Man, well, Johnny Walker KO third round. I think it might be that, that first round pick, though, Rudy. Man, this fight man. could just get ugly right away. It could, <laughs> right? Yeah. These guys, these guys can go at it quick, man. Yeah, they know that they, somebody's got to put a stamp on it. No DQs, no low blows. Uh, a twelve six elbow would be cool, like Rob said, but yeah, we'll see. <laughs> That's, I mean, it's very on Kyler's esque. Like he had everything else happen. All he left to do is get fucking twelve six elbow, get DQ. <laughs> yeah. But, oh man. Well, but to do it for UFC Fight Night on Kyler's yep. walking two. Of course, it's on ESPN Plus. So if you don't subscribe to ESPN Plus, you're not a real fight I'm fan. Not a real fight fan. And you better go to fightbookmma.com for all the, the results for the events happening this weekend. There's plenty of action. The UFC is back. Uh, we will be back next week. Uh, UFC 297, Drake is Dupi, Sean Strickland will be breaking down those fights. We may, in fact, have some mystery guests. Jesse Nutting, of course, he'll be joining us in the coming weeks, do some picks and odds. Looking forward to doing that. But, boys, it feels good to be back. 2024, yeah. we made it. Man. Yes, and also don't forget the Fightbook MMA Awards happen. It's set in stone, so go to fightbookmma.com and check out the winners. Um, it's it's a good good picks on this uh, this uh, year's uh, awards. So go check it out. Yep. All right, fellas. Well, that's it for our show. Thanks to everybody that's watching and or listening. We really do, really do appreciate your support. Thank you for always supporting Fight Book MMA and our podcast, Sitting Ringside. We do this because we love to do it. And, uh, yeah, it's just us boys just hanging out, talking shit, talking fights. So if you guys, if, if anybody out there wants to join us as the night goes on, hit 
one of us up and we'll send you the link. We'll, we'll gladly love to have you jump on the show. We like talking only shit. If, yeah. Only if you're a real Fly fan. Oh, oh, yeah. <laughs> All right, David, yeah. you know what to do, man. Yes, indeed. Another one in the books in the new year, episode 198. We back. We ain't going nowhere. We know you missed us, and we're glad to be back. For all the latest combat sports news around the world, around the clock, go to fightbookmma.com. For all our previous episodes, wherever you get your podcasts, look us up, sitting ringside, Fightbook MMA. Like, subscribe, share. Hit us up there. Hit us up. For myself, Dave Rodriguez, Mark Amby Miller up north, Rudy Lara, producer at Hand Down South, and our head favorite, Roberto Villa, the boss. We are sitting ringside. We out. Enjoy the fights. Yeah, yeah.